Welcome to another podcast from Information Security Media Group, creators of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. I'm Alan Zapanta, and today we have Joe Christensen from PayByTouch Payment Solutions. Aside from being the current Vice President of Security and Compliance for PBT, Joe's past work experience includes positions as the Director of IT Risk Management at Promising Technologies, as well as the Security and Compliance Manager at SunTrust Banks. Thanks for joining us today. I'm glad to glad to help out. You know, hopefully we can we can assist with any questions that uh, you know some of your your bank members have and can enlighten them a bit today. Let's start off with uh, a brief introduction about your background at SunTrust and your more recent experience at Pay by Touch, previously known as Card Systems. Yes, as you stated earlier, uh, we're security and compliance manager at SunTrust. In that role. I assisted in projects and applications doing risk assessments of new applications and projects from both a security best practices standpoint as well as regulatory compliance, including uh, GLBA security and privacy. I was working at a company called Promisant as the IT risk manager. Promisant was a multi-currency credit card processor. And I was asked, after the card systems breach, I was asked by the management of card systems to help them develop a security program, policies, procedures, to get them past the breach and get them back into good graces with Visa and MasterCard and to get them uh, to pass PCI. I just want to quickly say that um, any answers I give are my own opinion. I'm not speaking for PBT in any capacity. But I was brought in to develop a security program at card systems after the breach, and it was a very interesting experience. And then after the assets were purchased by Pay by Touch, which I stayed on as VP for Security and Compliance. Can you walk us through the relationship between issuing banks, credit associations that enforce PCI, and the merchants whose NPPI has been compromised? We know from our community that issuing banks feel like they're footing the bill for credit and debit fraud when it was in actuality the merchant's fault. Say, for example, when one of their customers uses a card they issued and the data's been compromised at a merchant, what can banks do to recoup their losses? Well, I'll I'll briefly go into uh, the issuing and acquiring side of credit card processing. The issuing banks have the relationship with the consumer. Um, They provide the credit cards to consumers. They do the, the risk analysis and provide the cards to the consumer. So they have the consumer relationship. The merchants are on what's known as the acquiring side, and the acquiring banks have merchant portfolios, usually through what are known as ISOs, which are independent sales organizations. And there will also be a processor, and the merchant processes through the uh, acquiring processor, and that goes through the associations and back for authorization to, to the issuing bank that has the consumer relationship. Now, when issuers get what's known as a chargeback or something from a consumer saying, you know, I didn't use this card, this wasn't my charge, they have what's known as chargeback rights initially. When you're talking about fraud and those kind of things, anything related to a data breach or compromise, it goes through a process known as compliance, and that refers to compliance with Visa and MasterCard operating regs, where the issuing bank can go through their Visa rep or their MasterCard rep and start a pre-compliance process back to the acquiring side saying this, these chargebacks or these charges are part of fraud. In some cases, 
Visa, MasterCard, set up alternative compromise compliance matters as they did in some recent large breaches. So for issuing banks, if they think they that their card, their consumer cards were being used fraudulently, <clears throat> they need to contact their Visa and MasterCard reps and push on them and talk to them about compliance process and what their rights are and how the process works. Speaking of big data breaches, uh, TJX is a huge story in the news. If you had to predict what was going to happen in light of this issue, what what's what's this going to cost TJX in terms of both fines and security program upgrades? I mean, if it turns out that a rudimentary information security program could have stopped this, can merchants still say that implementing such a program isn't cost-effective given the risk? You know, my feeling is reading the the papers and having experience with some of these things that it's going to cost quite a lot of money in terms of any kind of association fines. And Visa is not likely, Visa and MasterCard are not likely to release that information, but you're talking about a large merchant like TJ Maxx and a breach, at least according to the papers that went out for 18 months, you're talking a large amount of, of fraudulent activity. If Visa and MasterCard feel that TJ Maxx did not follow the operation rules and regs for PCI, then, you know, there will be fines. And, of course, Visa and MasterCard and the other card companies, Discover, Amex, what have you, will probably require them to undergo a whole series of audits and require them to do all kinds of remediation. It's going to be very expensive. You know, if I had to guess, I'd say at least tens of millions of dollars, potentially into the hundreds of millions of dollars. You could say um, one, one part of your question asked whether the cost-effectiveness of instituting a PCI compliance program or security program. Of course, you know, the, the risk is pretty high for a breach, but, you know, developing security programs can cost a good bit of money, too. So I can say that taking some very simple, basic, well-known approaches to security can prevent a lot of trouble. Tip uh, successful attacks are not typically very sophisticated, in my opinion. You know, there are some very sophisticated attackers, but there are a lot of very simple tools that are freely available on the Internet and can use those to uh, attack a network, somebody, a company's internal network, and get data. And generally, they're very simple. Uh, just one last question. Who's justified in these incidents? Are merchants just slow in adopting proper business practice, uh, practices with regards to information security, or should credit associations press merchants harder to stay in compliance, or can banks take a more proactive role in ensuring merchant security? Uh, it seems that the most banks can do at this point is file a class action suit at a state association level directly to the merchant in question, and even then, it, only when it's of the magnitude of a TGX-style breach. Well, I think, you know, to, to China, I don't think Visa MasterCard needs me to defend them, but I think they've come, come a long way in pushing everybody in the industry to become more secure. Um, they're, and they're also, outside of a class action suit, that's certainly, you know, one avenue for banks to take, but they're also at the internal compliance process. And you see nowadays, after some of the large breaches, acquiring banks are becoming much more aggressive in monitoring <clears throat> their merchant programs, and I, I would encourage that. For example, making sure that merchants are PCI compliant. Bank, acquiring banks under the Visa and MasterCard operating regs are required to monitor merchants' compliance, at least with PCI. Now, again, PCI does not guarantee that a bank, a merchant will not be breached, but it gives some level of assurance. But um, 
we see that a lot more in terms of acquiring banks, contacting processors or other sponsored groups within the within their the acquiring side, staying on top of merchant PCI compliance. So we're seeing we're seeing more of that. And I think the Visa and MasterCard are becoming more aggressive, particularly when you see the level of congressional and interest in some of these matters. But some some merchants, you know, they're running on very thin margin and, and I'll be honest, some merchants aren't doing really what they should. Now, I, I don't know about TJ Maxx. Again, I can't say that they were or weren't. But um, I think pushing the acquiring side to do more merchant monitoring or require that they're PCI compliant is is, is all good. And I, I honestly, in the last couple of years, I've seen the associations do more and more of that. Well, I'd like to wrap this up. Thanks again for joining us. If any of our listeners would like to hear a more in-depth dialogue covering these topics, Joe will be joining us, along with former FDIC examiner Susan Orr, as well as the OTS Director of IT Management, William Henley, as a speaker for our upcoming webinar, Preventing a TGX-Type Data Breach. Tune in next time for the best industry commentary at Information Security Media Group.